message reflection day. And as Leanne introduced, um, it's part of our rhythm here. And um, I think last week when we ended service, I mentioned how just the topic of lies and how we're talking about it and going through it with the sermon series is just, um, it really means a lot to me because I think I've believed a lot of lies in my life. And so I felt led to share um, just things that have been stirred up, but also um, just some stories from my life um, that will hopefully help to encourage all of you. So uh, we started with uh, kind of the big overall general big lies. And the one that really uh, hits me a lot is big lie number one of you are not who God says you are. And this one really hits me the most. So for years, this lie plagued and haunted me. And according to uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, um, that Tom gave us as a defense, you and I are works of art created to do good works. So growing up, I had been taught to focus on uh, my weaknesses and my faults. Um, you know, like, why couldn't I lose weight? Or why did I only get a 98% on that test? There's always, the focus was always on what was missing or lacking. And it reached a point where I felt that nothing I did was right um, because it was never perfect. Or if I somehow happened to do well on something, it wasn't ever celebrated. And even after I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, I would end up disobeying him. I would sin against him. I would try to run away from him. Um, how could I still be his handiwork when it didn't seem like what I was doing, like I was doing any kind of good work? Um, and so that was the thought in my head. And it would take years before I realized that even though I agreed with this passage intellectually, I never, ever felt that way. And thankfully, God has surrounded me with people over the years who, through their love, their words, and their actions, have helped me to live into this truth that we find in Ephesians, even when I don't feel like it. So Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. For me, one of my greatest challenges is the ability to assess my circumstances through a holy filter of scripture and truth, instead of solely relying on my feelings. Anybody with me? And instead, um, instead of bringing my feelings to God so that he can help me to see things clearly. So Tom mentioned using scripture memorization to help us win these battles against the lies. And I haven't committed this entire chapter to memory, but there are verses that stay with me from Romans chapter 8, which help to remind me of who I am in Christ. So we have Romans uh, 8, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And we skip ahead to verses 14 through 17, which say, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. 
the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Amen? Um, and so that particular passage really helps to remind me that I'm a child of God, right? That we were adopted into this holy family, right? So then um, we moved on to big lies that hit differently. Um, and uh, that was last week. And we talked about three enemies of the soul, the devil, the flesh, and the world. So growing up, um, I was only really warned about the devil and the world. Um, and it wasn't until later in my life that God showed me that my very own flesh was also part of the problem. In a quote that Tom shared, deceptive ideas play to disordered desires which are normalized in a sinful society. So what strikes me again is the part about disordered desires which is our flesh, the parts of us that have twisted desires apart from God's will. And the reference from Galatians that Tom had mentioned tells us what those are. And uh, Tom also shared the pattern of attack that tends to get at a lot of us, um, WLVS, so which stands for wounds, lies, vows, and strongholds. Um, but he also shared a pattern of God that helps us to grow from our wounds instead of letting them become strongholds. So I'm actually going to share my own experience with both of these patterns. Um, so for the first, um, when we talk about wounds, lies, vows, and strongholds, um, as I mentioned before, one of the greatest wounds that I had was just excessive criticism on my life, um, on everything that I did, and a lot of the focus was on my errors. The lie that I believed was that I would always be a disappointment to those around me and to God. And then the vow that I made was that I would never let be people, other people, be the first ones to point out my weaknesses. It was easier to handle criticism and feed, feedback if internally I could be disappointed in myself first. Um, and that's because it gave me a sense of control over my own feelings. And if I could make myself feel the absolute worst, then that way everyone else's comments could be handled, right? Um, but that ended up becoming a stronghold that ended up manifesting itself as a repetitive thought that I was always of lesser value or just plain worthless. Um, because I could never be the absolute best at everything or anything I did. It also manifested as a thought that my opinions and ideas weren't important or valued, so I learned to speak less. And this has shaped so much of my life. When people ask for my opinions or ideas, even to this day, I still hesitate, and often. <laughs> um, but I'm going to share something encouraging. God has been chipping away at this stronghold and helping me to stand firm against those lies. And we can see that God can use our weaknesses for his glory because he set me free from the lies 
through Jesus' death and sacrifice. I can tell others of my story in hopes that other people can also experience that same freedom. So we're going to revisit this same wound, but through the pattern and filter of Jesus. So for this same wound of excessive criticism, the truth instead of lies, um, change to that slide. So in some rare instances, I'm able to read a scriptural truth um, and actually believe it and start living in it right away. Sometimes it's that easy, but it's not always that easy, right? Um, most other times, I need help from people who love me and can see clearly into my situation and speak into it instead of letting me go to the extremes. So from my previous example of being a disappointment to everyone around me and to God, it's taken many, many instances of God reminding me when I turn to the Bible or hearing from Brittany and close friends that just because I make a mistake, it doesn't mean that they're disappointed in me. That just because I make a mistake, I am not loved any less. And that just because I make a mistake, it doesn't mean that I'm all of a sudden completely worthless. So as we move on to submission, um, this is a complex one, and this might not apply to everybody. Um, but have you ever had those moments where you're just angry at a situation or a certain person? Um, and even when someone lovingly shows you that you might be overreacting, you just want to stay in that place of anger. <laughs> um, you know, just let me be angry for just, just five seconds. I have a right to be angry. Uh, you know, and so for me, there are times uh, where I want to just wallow in uh, the angst and the self-pity, right? Because I feel justified in what I'm feeling. I have a right to feel this way. But it comes at the cost of my joy and my peace being stolen from me. I lose the ability to remain relational with the people I love and end up hurting those closest to me in the process. Eventually, though, if I take time to process the situation and my feelings with God through prayer, he helps me to identify the lies that I'm believing and then replaces them with his truth so that I'm freed from the negative emotions that I'm feeling. And that leads us to grow. So it's still a struggle for me, but the more battles I'm able to win with God's help and with the help of people who lovingly speak truth to me, the quicker I'm able to return to peace and joy in similar situations instead of wallowing in the shallow end of self-pity. <laughs> I'm able to move forward and live in the truth that God created me on purpose for this specific moment in time do good works that will glorify him. So I don't know if any of this is speaking to you guys this morning. Um, if you find yourselves in similar situations. But I hope that sharing my story encourages you today to go and do the hard work of identifying the lies in your life that you might be living by. Because there's so much joy and peace that is waiting for you when you're able to live as the person that God made you to be. Also, um, I have to say, I wouldn't be where I am today if not.
enough for the people I feel safe around, who love me and actively express that they accept me in all of my highs and lows. So my second encouragement, uh, so first is identify the lies. And my second encouragement for today would be to identify the people or person who you feel completely safe with and who will also remind you of the biblical truth when you meet them. Uh, let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray that even now, Lord, that you would be speaking to each of our hearts. Lord, if there are any lies that we don't even know that we're believing, if there are any lies that are being whispered to our hearts and to our minds, Jesus, I pray that your light would shine on those lies and burn them up. God, that we would be able to take hold of the truth that you have made each of us uniquely on purpose. Lord, that none of us are mistakes. And we were created for a purpose. God, I pray that we would each take hold of that truth this morning. That we would take hold of that through the week. That the enemy wouldn't be able to steal our joy and our peace from us. So we ask for your protection as we enter into the hard work of identifying the lies, working through them, and helping each other and loving each other um, by reminding each other of who we are in you. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you do. In your name.